Welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host. And today on the show, we have Stephen Furtick. And he is talking to us about being your biggest cheerleader. I think that is such an important topic because many of us tend to beat ourselves up. We make a mistake. We point it out. We, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. What in the world am I doing? Instead of just celebrating when we win, celebrating when we have a good time, celebrating when we do something right. Instead of you know, going to the part where it needs to be fixed, we also need to celebrate the good parts as well. Here's Stephen. He stops the lesson one day after I'd done something stupid and I yelled at myself, I always yell at myself, I do something stupid, make noises and all that. And he stopped the lesson, he goes, I've noticed something about you. You only make noise out here when you do something wrong. You don't ever open your mouth when you do something right. Even when I tell you good shot, you don't say anything back. You drop your head even after a good shot. He said, what's up with that? We got to get, get you a fist pump so you can have a way when you make a shot. Now, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm not going to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? That guy that acts like he won Wimbledon because he did good on his tennis lesson when his instructor put it in the right place so he could hit it. I am not going to be that guy. So I told him, no, man, I'm not really into all that. I'm not Rafa. I'm not going out there like, you know, it's in the U.S. Open. But he said, uh, you know, you, you, you need to consider this because if you don't learn how to celebrate your strengths, you can't address your weaknesses. Fast forward a couple weeks or months later, I was here at the church for a recital for our worship academy. We have a program to teach young kids music who have some talent and want to use their gifts for the Lord, who want to jam for the Lamb. <laughs> I was playing with Joe. <laughs> I came out because my, my kids are in it, and Graham rocked his song on the bass rocked in on the bass, and I'm trying to teach him the bass is the real instrument of music. A lot of people underestimate the bass, but the bass is the pocket. So I got Graham on the bass. He's rocking it. He's eight. And Elijah is on the drums and learning some piano, and they both did great. I mean, I'm, I'm not biased. They both slayed it in their, in their uh, performance, rehearsal, worship, whatever it was called, uh, recital. Afterward, I'm going somewhere with this. It's going to go back to 1 Samuel 14 in a minute about Saul and Jonathan and eventually connect to you, because I was backstage telling Graham and Elijah how good they did. Now, I told Graham, you nailed it. Graham said, I know. <laughs> That's how he is. That's Graham. Graham said, I know. I said, no, boy. You told you you were amazing. He said, I know. That's Graham. His song a couple years ago was You Could Tell Everybody. You remember that song? You Could Tell Everybody, I'm the Man. And since I'm the Man rhymed with Graham, he had his own song. Pray for him. But that's Graham. <laughs> Graham said, I know. Elijah, Elijah, on the other hand, Elijah, I, I looked over at him and he was looking at a piece of paper with, which the instructors had given to each student. And at the top of the paper was 
uh, all the accomplishments of that student that year and all of the strengths of that student that year. But he wasn't looking at that part. He skipped past that part, and he was down at the bottom, which was only about 20% of the page. There's four paragraphs of Elijah shows incredible uh, potential in this area, and he has impressed me with his ability to. He wasn't reading any of that. He's down at the bottom of the page reading areas for improvement. And I went back to Robert that next week, and I said, I'm ready to learn how to celebrate my strengths because I see it in my son. And if he's trained by example to always look at the bottom of the page for what he needs to work on before he gets fed from the top of the page by seeing what he did well, he will not be able to sustain his progress in life. But I said, Robert, I don't want to go over the top with this man. I, I can't fist pump. I can't do all that. That's a little ridiculous. He said, all right, let's start here. Slap your leg. When you make a good shot, just on the way back to the line, Slap your leg. So I've been doing it, not just on the tennis court now. I walk around the house. Watch me while I preach. If y'all don't say amen, if y'all don't stand up, you watch me walk back to the pulpit. Slap your leg real quick. Say good game. They put a song out this year, or I think it was this year, I think I found myself a cheerleader, but I need to announce to you, you can't wait for somebody else to cheer you on sometimes. Let me say it on this side. You can't wait till you fight. You better be your own cheerleader. The Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. That was the difference between David and Saul. That's why David built a dynasty and Saul was sabotaged because David encouraged himself in the Lord. Slap somebody, say, slap your leg. And Holly's been helping me. She's been telling me this for years, you know. So now she has a language for it. When I do something good, she'll say, Slap your leg. And then I tell her, Well, I'll slap my leg if you'll slap. And so, you know. <laughs> Preacher's not allowed to have fun. What's wrong with y'all? Y'all ain't gonna take my honey. I'm gonna get something sweet every once in a while and praise him. Leave the church. I wish you would. But look, it's the paradox of progress. It's like the fact that Saul wanted to win so badly is what kept him from winning eventually. Look at it in the text. Come on, slap your leg one time. Just get in the rhythm. It says in verse 24, the Israelites were in distress that day. Everybody shout, that day. That day. They were in distress that day. But if you back up a verse before that to verse 23, which is before verse 24, huh? 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 <laughs> it says, 
So on that day, everybody shout that day. On that day, the Lord saved Israel and the battle moved on beyond Beth Avon. That day. Verse 24, that day they were in distress. Verse 23, that day God saved them. Which would make sense if they were different days. But those two verses are describing the same day. And verse 24 calls it a day of distress. And verse 23 calls it a day of deliverance. Let me ask you a question. Have you allowed the devil to turn your day of deliverance into a day of distress? That's what Saul did because of the paradox of progress. It said that day, everybody shout that day. The battle moved on, but it wasn't over. And so Saul made an oath. He said, until this battle is over, nobody's going to eat anything until the battle is over. And often that's how we come into a new year. Until I lose 50 pounds, I'm not going to eat uh, anything other than uh, chicken. I'm going to peel the skin off the chicken breast. I'm going to bust the yolk out of the egg whites until I lose 50 pounds, until I'm back down to my 13-year-old weight and waist size. I'm not eating anything. But I want to talk for a few moments today about, about the danger of deprivation. The danger of deprivation. Not the danger of discipline. But the danger of deprivation, Deprima de de deprivation, deprivation, whatever you want to call it. A lot of people call it different things. Let's call it deprivation today. Deprivation is often disguised as discipline. But anytime you define your resolutions and goals more by what you won't do than what you will do, you will always disrupt your development because of the danger of deprivation. I'm going to help somebody today. I'm going to set somebody free. I'm going to let you see why you're in a weak state entering this year. It might not be because God didn't provide the strength. It may be because you refused to eat the strength that he provided. And, and listen, I get Saul. I get Saul. I get Saul. He was driven. Some of you need a little bit more of Saul in your life. But I'm preaching now about what happened after the fact that Saul had a victory and the battle moved on, but the battle wasn't done. And so Saul made a decision to defer his celebration until he reached a place of perfection and thereby stopped his progress. It's the, the danger of deferring your gratitude, the danger of depriving yourself, the danger of only calling yourself an idiot when you miss the shot, but never telling yourself, you know, good game, chief, when you make one. That is so true, and I encourage you to take a kind of a look at your life and see if that's something that you do. And I also encourage you to learn how to encourage yourself. One of the biggest lessons I've learned in the past several years is how to choose to be joyful and choose to be happy in the midst of hard circumstances, in the midst of just being down, in the midst of a bad day, because that is really our responsibility. It's not somebody else's, and we've got to learn how to encourage ourselves and celebrate our small victories, celebrate our big victories, just celebrate and be thankful because God is faithful. That was Stephen Furtick.
and you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Stephen Furtick, Be Your Own Cheerleader. You can also, of course, find out more information about him at his website, which is stephenfurtick.com, and he is the head pastor of Elevation Church, and if you've heard of Elevation Worship and all of that, it's all tied to Stephen. So check him out, and I will see you again tomorrow. And remember, go live your 320 life more than you can imagine. Have a great day.